I made the mistake of buying a few new top loaders because I didn't understand, you know, the concept of overstuffing. Hey, I can get a whole month's worth of laundry here and wash it for two bucks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you can also break my machine in a heartbeat. So... (laughs) Welcome to the Planet Laundry Podcast, brought to you by Planet Laundry, the magazine of the Coin Laundry Association. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Sense. Experience the future of laundromat management with Sense Connect, the most advanced card payment system. Transform your business with machine activity tracking, remote start, automated coin counting, and diverse payment options, all streamlined for peak efficiency and customer satisfaction. Embrace the shift to digital as Sense Connect seamlessly merges with your equipment, minimizing downtime and simplifying every transaction. Sense Connect is a commitment to elevating your laundromat into the future. You'll step into a new era of management and witness your business not just grow, but thrive. Visit trysense.com and schedule a demo today. This is the Planet Laundry Podcast. I'm your host and the editor of Planet Laundry Magazine, Bob Neiman. Today I'm with Sharon Brinks of uh, the Laundry Station, which is based in uh, Wichita, Kansas. She's also the owner of Laundry Express, which is her company's uh, separate pickup and delivery operation. This is Sharon's 10th year in the uh, laundry industry, prior to which she had spent more than 20 years uh, as an IT professional, then later became a real estate salesperson, eventually a real estate broker. Sharon, thank you so much for being here today. Well, thanks for asking me, Bob. I appreciate it. It's certainly been a long and winding road to uh, get to the laundromat business, hasn't it? <laughs> it has. It has. It's been, I, it's fun. You know, I always find it interesting how people found their way to the business because nobody really grows up thinking, boy, I want to be a laundromat owner. But yeah. uh, so it's, it's always it's always a winding path. And, and maybe we could just start off with just how did you make that transition from uh, IT professional uh, into heavily into the real estate business and mm-hmm. then into laundromat? How did those transitions go? And uh, just briefly uh, bring us up to speed on that. Yeah. So I've always, even from a young age, wanted to work for myself, but took kind of a 25-year detour. Uh, my Bachelor of Science degrees in computer information systems. So for 25 years, I did computer programming, systems analysis and design, project management, stuff like that. Then I got laid off due to a corporate merger. And I by that time, I already have a few real estate rentals. I was a landlord, a agent who was a friend of mine who had helped me out. So you make a really good agent. So I got my license since I got laid off. I got my license, became a salesperson in their brokerage. Really. Um, enjoyed that one-on-one helping. It's still, it's, it's very similar to the computer industry that I, the part that I really enjoyed, which was helping people solve problems. Mm-hmm. And so how, what, where do you want your house? Let's go find the right house. What's the, you know, just helping them through that whole process. Right. And then there was this laundromat that had been for sale about five years prior. And I wasn't in a position to buy it either, you know, financially, personally, anything like that. But then it came for sale again when once I had my license. So I looked into it. I actually got a, a SBA 7A loan since I was had no business experience prior to that, except for my business degree. Bought the laundromat. So went ahead and, and got it um, because as a real estate agent, you know, you're living on commissions. 
I did have my rental properties, which gave us, you know, some base income. I was a single mom with two little kids mm-hmm. still at home. So I needed that. So I wanted something extra, a little extra income. I realized it was probably not going to be passive, but it was about as passive as it's going to be, as it could. That's how I, I got into the laundromat industry. And that was actually, as of about a week ago, that was exactly 10 years, January 15th, 2014. Well, happy anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, what what really motivated you to get into the laundry business? I mean, there are certainly other things that you probably could have done, or was it just yeah. happenstance? And it was just, it, it I, I'd always been looking path? for, yeah, good question. Mm-hmm. I've always been looking for a business to buy. Like I said, I always want to be self-employed and the mm-hmm. being a real estate agent was the first step, but having a business that I could, a retail, it's basically it's a retail business, right? It's a store. Having something that I could control, if you will, I've always loved doing laundry. I'm not one of those people who dread laundry. Oh, I hate doing it. I love laundry. (laughs) (laughs) laundry. So now that being said, no, I don't want to go in and do hundreds of pounds of laundry at the laundromat, you know, working with my employees, but I've done it. You know, I've worked at my laundromat and do it all, but I've just, I've always wanted to be self-employed. I've always loved laundry. It's something that it's like rental properties. I don't care what kind of, I wouldn't say recession proof it is, but it is. It doesn't matter what the economy is. There'll always be a need. Good economy, bad economy. There's always a need for rental properties. People are moving out of their home. They're moving from one place to another. They're growing up. They're you know, separating. They're coming together. All sorts of different life changes. And people are in different stages of life when needing a laundromat. You have, you have the people who are self-service every single week. You have the people that I just need to wash my comforter, you know, once a month, once every three months. You have people want to drop off. My washer's broken. My dryer's broken. Just mm-hmm. all sorts. It's There's right. always a need. Right. Always. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And you brought up the, um, the kind of the, uh, the the similarities to real estate and the, mm-hmm. you know, the stages of life and and things like that. And we we talked about how you you had some a, a life, several lives before getting into laundromat. How have you <laughs> leaned on to uh, leaned into the um, the real estate background, your IT background? How has that helped yep. you? Has there been any, uh, I guess, crossover? There really is. Um, real estate, definitely. I mean, location, 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 right? You got to know your demographics. Mm-hmm. There's certain demographics for laundromats. Obviously, you want a high percentage of renters, lower income, da, da, da. I don't personally want a laundromat in as they, I heard another uh, person, I can't remember who it was, but they refer to it as the gun and knife district. I don't uh-huh. want a laundromat in the gun and knife district. Yes, I have a concealed carry license. I don't want to have to carry one, but I I will if I have to. Okay, anybody in Wichita don't you know ignore that part. But um, <laughs> <laughs> editing <laughs> the the real estate background allows me to look at different areas, different parts of town. And now that I have my broker's license, I have I have more dealings with commercial real estate, so I can look at what commercial properties are available. We prefer to own. I don't, I really don't want to lease. I will, if I have to, for the perfect location. And so far our strategy is to build things ourselves rather than buy. There really isn't that much. I, I haven't really found hardly anything that's for sale in our area. So <laughs> there is opportunity. IT wise, this is a really exciting time for the laundromat industry because the technology that is ever evolving, it's fine. It's, it's coming of age. If you will, the, the technology is coming of age. 
we're actually getting into the 21st century with laundromats. Uh, you can do credit debit cards. Um, I can sit at home and look at the reports and see what machines were used, what time were they used, what cycles were used, what was the water usage, do I have any slow drain time, stuff like that. So it's, yeah, I, I, I cannot imagine being quarters only and not having the insight to look and see what my, my numbers are. I, I've had that before, that my first laundromat, that's the way it was. So I've seen the before and yeah, I'm, I don't want to go back to that. I, I'll, I'm only going to go forward from now. Right, right. No, uh, ab- absolutely. The industry is certainly changing at uh, breakneck speed. I can imagine the changes just in the last 10 years since you've been in it. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's probably night and day. And as we Absolutely. talked about that, uh, 2014 was your first store. So let's let's talk a little bit about that first store and maybe some of the challenges you had as you were trying to upgrade that store, update it, grow that business as, as yep. a newbie uh, in the industry, and maybe some of the mm-hmm. lessons you learned in those yep. first couple of years. Single mom, you, you can do it. You know, it, it was it was a challenge. It was kind of it was the kind of zombie mat. It had been there for 60 years. I think it was built in like 1962 or something like that. It had the whole building used to be a laundromat. It had people that come in. Oh, I remember coming in here when I was a little kid and there was all of these, you know, machines in the whole building. So um, it was consolidated when I bought it down to just half of the building and the other half was storage. So I, I remember one bank of dryers, I had three stacks, three stack 30s and they were sisals. And of the six pockets, only one of them worked. So that was the first order of business. We got some three new stack dryers in there, replacing top loaders, some older top loaders. Some of them were newer. I made the mistake of buying a few new top loaders because I didn't understand, you know, the concept of overstuffing. Hey, I can get a whole month's worth of laundry here and wash it for two bucks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you can also break my machine in a heartbeat. So, (laughs) so those went away, got rid of all my top loaders, replaced them with all the top loaders, replaced some of them with soft mounts with uh, pump drains instead of, uh, you know, cause that's, that's what those are made for is to mm-hmm. replace the top loaders. So just got some newer equipment, my hard mounts. I think I had six hard mounts. Those worked fine. Those are tanks. Let those just keep turning away. But it was, it was a great training. I mean, it was a great learning experience. It was like my little mm-hmm. sandbox. And I didn't really think of having any more laundromats or building any more. I was just going to keep doing my little real estate thing and, you know, mm-hmm. had that laundromat. And then, then there was this guy I was dating and I didn't know if anything was going to come of it. Well, it turned out he finally eventually asked me to marry him. So that would be my husband, Steve. We moved to Wichita mm-hmm. and decided that the little laundromat that was 30 miles, it was 30 minutes away. It was about 20 mm-hmm. miles away that I was going to, you know, every couple times a week, I had somebody cleaning it. It was open 24 hours a day, unattended. Mm-hmm. I had way too many break-ins and or right. vandalism, you know, with the change machine and stuff. We mm-hmm. decided we wanted to build a laundromat in Wichita. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was a, that was a great training experience and a great learning experience was my little, little bitty laundromat and right. uh, that, that little town. Right, so. right. As you said, that was certainly uh, lessons learned there and 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 a training uh, training experience. And then in two thousand, I guess it was two thousand eighteen. Then that uh, you uh, decided to build from the ground up. What made you build from scratch? What uh, what uh, what's, uh, what's <laughs> what the thought process there? A moment of insanity, apparently. Um, now twenty seven. <laughs> so twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Kind of tail end of twenty sixteen. We're like, 
yeah, we want to build. So 2017, I start the search in earnest for a suitable piece of commercial property. We found this lot that had been, at one time was a bunch of houses. Uh, the new highway had come through, so it was cleared and it was owned commercial. That's our flagship store at Kellogg and Oliver in, uh, in Wichita. So mm-hmm. bought that piece, did the demographics, pretty sweet. Competition, very weak around us, still pretty weak. But we decided to go ahead and build, our, build it there. By that time, we'd gotten married, moved to Wichita. This location is, it's 12 minutes from my driveway to the building. So, you know, easy accessibility, quick to get to. We decided to do, we have a hybrid payment system there. So we have an app. Actually, three ways to pay is how I advertise. So we, we weren't brave enough yet to do app only or card only or anything like that. So we do quarters. We've got app. Or you can pay at the counter and we can start it for you. So if you don't want to mess with quarters, you don't want what you feel is an invasive app on your phone, you can pay mm-hmm. at the counter. So I wanted to be all about flexibility and payments for, uh, for the customers. What so. do customers seem to, uh, to use uh, most often? How does that break down between uh, quarters and uh, some of the mobile options? Yeah. What, uh, so since I can do full reporting on everything, I have yeah. the answer on that. <laughs> We are at 60% either pay at counter or, or the app. So okay. only about 40% coins right now. Mm-hmm. And I can look monthly. That seems to be the trend. It's been creeping up, you know, mm-hmm. 58, 59, or 60. And I can, I have other reports where I can break it down between app and at the counter. But that's mm-hmm. the one I look at the most is how many are doing quarters, basically. Right. And that seems to be the trend. Absolutely. I'm, yeah, I'm at 40% quarters right now. But the more advertising I do with it in store, signage, trying to get my tenants to say, hey, you know, you don't have to use quarters when people come over to get $20 worth of quarters and they want a baggie for their quarters. I'm like, you know, you don't have to do quarters. Oh, really? I don't. So, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> then we enlighten them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, you went from going owning an existing laundromat to building from scratch. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What, are, what are a few things that, that people should know? before they get into that whole uh, journey of building from the ground up? What are some what are some key things that people should know or consider uh, before they do that? Well, I, I cheated. I married an engineer, so that helps. Oh, that is cheating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if, if you can, that works. But zoning, obviously, um, mm-hmm. if, if there's a, first of all, if you look at your demographics, right? And when you find an area that you think is a good area, is it zoned appropriately? If it's not, then can you could you get the zoning changed easily? But on the other hand, there's probably a reason why it's not. I mean, maybe it, maybe it used to be a residential area, and it's it's slowly becoming more commercial. You know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know why is it not? Look look, ask yourself the question: Why is it not zoned commercial already? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, utilities that are available, gas, electric, and water. You live or die by them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to have the capabilities. Where's the water coming from? Go to your city. Uh, we're lucky here in Wichita. You can go and look at the city utilities maps. You can see what side of the street does the water line run on? How big is it? You know, look at your tap fees, look at your sewer fees, things like that. There's a, a small city near here that I hope changes their, their uh, actually it's, it's a mile from where we live right now that I hope changes, but to tap into their sewer is going to be about 10 times what it is in Wichita. I would love to have a little laundromat in this little this little town near us. Absolutely. But they'll never yeah. have a laundromat unless they change those fees. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to work on them a little bit. <laughs> so, 
uh, utilities, zoning. I had a list. Let me what was there something else? Location, demographics, your budget. Mm-hmm. Budget as much as you possibly can. Uh, where, where's the money coming from? Do you have the cash? Mm-hmm. Who's your lender? Does your lender know anything about laundromats? If they don't have, know anything about laundromats, can you educate them on it? Mm-hmm. I would not recommend to build for your very, very, very first one. There's, mm-hmm. You don't know what you don't know. There's so many things that you're not going to have a clue about. Makeup air. Right. Yeah, just so many things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, How thick does your concrete need to be underneath when you pour your slab? Where's your where your utilities coming down from your ceiling? They're coming mm-hmm. up from the floor. Yeah, there's just so much yeah. stuff. We're actually right. in the middle of um, building our second one. I would say we have really? one and two thirds laundromats now. And okay. uh, so had we took an existing building and mm-hmm. we're converting it into a laundromat. Okay. Um, had we known then what we know now, we would have just scraped it and started over. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to put a square peg in a round hole. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, is is this form- one also in also in Wichita? It is. It's a former veterinary clinic. Great big, okay. huge, eighty three hundred square foot building. So, but the front half is going to be laundromat. So we're we are in the throes. Okay, so you're busy. <laughs> Absolutely. It's fun. It is. It is fun uh, in a weird sort of way. Yeah. Uh, and you know, if you're not busy enough, you also have a, a pickup and delivery uh, business, uh, Laundry Express, yeah. which you uh, which you launched uh, in the teeth of the pandemic uh, in 2020, which yeah. is actually probably good timing for uh, for pickup and delivery. Totally uh, by accident, yeah. Okay, had, that wasn't <laughs> obviously that we, was. It looks like out. we were taking advantage of the pandemic, but we were thinking about it at the end of 2019, thinking about it was. Let's try it was in the works. We've got our, our in-store drop-off process nailed down. We're really, mm-hmm. really good at, at drop-off laundry, high demand. Wow, let's try pickup and delivery. Right. Well, tell me about that. Tell me Another about that operation. Uh, where, where, so, where do you process? Uh, how do you process the laundry? Uh, how does that yep. go? Well, that kind of leads into the, the math that we're building. We, we made that go, no-go decision January 1st, 2020. We, we got to decide, okay, are we going to do it or are we going to not? And we decided, yeah, we're going to do it. So we launched April 1st of 2020, April Fool's Day, in the middle of the pandemic. Brilliant. Currently, we operate out of our existing store, out of the laundry station. Mm-hmm. We had to carve out an area that used to be customer seating and make it the, the storage area for all our product for intake and then getting ready to, you know, the shelving to mm-hmm. take it out. We're, it's like a, we're like a goldfish in a bowl. We are bursting at the scene. Yeah, we're as big as we can get right there. Mm-hmm. So the building that we've bought that we are making into a laundromat in the front half, the back half is going to be the processing area for our pickup and delivery. We'll have all the room that we need. Hallelujah. Oh, and I and I can reclaim that customer seating area in the laundry station and our existing store, make that a better customer experience again. Mm-hmm. So very good. That that works yeah. out perfectly. Yeah. Well how do you how do you tackle the delivery aspect? Because people are doing it so many different ways. How do you do it at Laundry Express and uh, how yeah. is it working out? We do everything in-house. I have nothing but W-2 employees. I'm not doing the, the gig economy um, mm-hmm. thing. We actually had a DoorDash driver rear end our van a couple of years ago. And so that's that's another story. Mm-hmm. That is not going to deliver my laundry. <laughs> the guy in the gray t-shirt with all the tattoos with the cigarette getting out of his car to examine his damage. <laughs> so we do all W2 employees. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, we do it all in-house. We do the same 
watch dry fold procedures, basically, you know, pre-treat for stains, check pockets, blah, blah, blah. Folding the same way. We use a uh, software pickup and delivery software that mm-hmm. has optimized routing. Uh, people can place their orders on an app. They can place them. They can give us a call. Hey, three ways to place orders. On the mm-hmm. app, they can give us a call or on our website, laundryexpresskscom And then we do Monday through Friday currently. Now, this is this will be subject to change probably in the next year. Currently, we are at Monday through Friday of next day delivery. We don't charge a fee. We have a $35 minimum for pickup and delivery. And so, you know, you got to have your got to have your minimum. You got to make it worthwhile. We're going to your to your house or your business twice a day or twice mm-hmm. to once to pick up and once to deliver. Nice mix of residential and commercial. I'm trying to get more into commercial mm-hmm. as opposed to residential. There's no baby socks to match up and no onesies to fold in, in commercial. Right. Right. Uh, it's a lot easier as far as, you know, it's towels, it's rags, it's stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. As with uh, with building a store, what are the keys to success with building a pickup and delivery service? What have you found to be? Know your costs just and just... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's same for like drop-off <clears throat> service. Know your costs. How much does it cost for you to process a pound of laundry? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a elaborate spreadsheet with everything we can think of. You know how much does it cost to run a machine per pound or per ten pounds? Or they uh, dissect it down to a load, if you will, mm-hmm. ten pounds. The the cost for the vehicle, and not mm-hmm. just the obvious cost of the fuel, but if I had to replace that van, you know, mm-hmm. that van's depreciating. It cost right. us this much. So every, every order allocate, like um, you're, you're paying yourself back for that van, that type mm-hmm. of thing for depreciation mm-hmm. purposes. But what's your cost per pound? Mm-hmm. And then how much profit do you want to make? Those mm-hmm. two things. And that mm-hmm. will tell you the price that you need. Those, your, your price is a factor of your costs. So, and your Great. profit. So. Great advice. Great advice. Well, you know, as you mentioned, you know, as everything grows, uh, your team is growing as well. I imagine. Mm-hmm. What what strategies uh, do you employ to, to to have a great team, to have a, a motivated, quality uh, staff of uh, team members? Boy, that's the challenge, isn't it? The, it the running joke is it, it's hard to get good help. <laughs> I got I do have a really good staff though. I'm um, mm-hmm. right right now. We have a really kick butt staff. Um, I have two managers that I trust them with anything. I fun fact, we are leaving Thursday to go on a cruise for three weeks. We're going to be in the Caribbean. I have a manager for the laundromat. I have a manager for pickup and delivery, and I trust them with everything. Now, the manager of pickup and delivery is also my uh, husband's daughter. So she's family. Mm-hmm. Definitely can trust her. Um mm-hmm. My my other store manager's been with me going, well, both of them been going on three years, been with me. I trust them all with everything. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. Smooth operation. I hire for personality, mm-hmm. customer service skills, and for problem solving skills. Mm-hmm. We can teach them laundry. I can teach them anything else about, about the business, but right. you've got to be, if I can't see you working at Chick-fil-A, basically, mm-hmm. I, I can't see you working for me. So oh, that's, that's a good point. That's the the challenge when you get applicants coming in because there's such a stigma in the laundromat industry of, oh, well, this, how many comments do you hear? Oh, well, this looks like this would be an easy job. Really? Do you, 
does it look like my guys, my guys and gals, everybody just standing around doing nothing? They're always mm-hmm. sweeping, they're cleaning, they're taking care of people, they're go, go, go. It can be easy, or mm-hmm. it's not something where you're just gonna sit around and play on your phone. That'll get mm-hmm. you fired in a heartbeat, but mm-hmm. be the usual slow to hire and quick to fire. Because mm-hmm. your worst, another thing I like to say is your your business is only as good as your worst employee. Because right. that'll be the time when your really cranky customer comes in as they get your, mm-hmm. your worst employee. And then mm-hmm. great, mm-hmm. there's your one-star reviews pouring in. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. No, they're they're the face of your uh, of your business. So they uh, are. They are. Uh, you know, you're right to, uh, to to mention that. That's great stuff. Yeah. Let's talk quickly about marketing and promotion. How how do you how do you promote the various segments of your business? What's been working for you, and maybe what hasn't? So for self service, Facebook has been the best. You know, Facebook ads, getting the word out that that we exist, um, how awesome we are. It's always use pictures. You know, we have a beautiful facility show it off. Here's the amenities, you know, that you can, your three ways to pay free Wi-Fi. You can buy soap there. We're fully attended. Uh, you buy snacks, drinks, stuff like that. So that's for self-service for drop-off. I've had good luck with both Facebook ads and Google ads. And then for pickup and delivery, I really think Google ads is pretty much your, your best bet. Don't discount SEO. I think SEO is a little bit uh, search engine optimization for your websites. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of laundromats that just have a Facebook page, and th- that's great to start. Go on to, to GoDaddy or something like that. I do all mine with GoDaddy and do them okay. all myself, but for good or bad, you can go on and do it yourself and have it just have a basic page, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. But I do think SEO, like I said, is kind of on the downhill slide a little bit, mm-hmm. and Google's facing is. Everybody Googles things. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there's Bing for search engine, but typically it's Google. But Google seems to be leaning more towards paid ads for, oh, oh, you, you've paid an ad, paid us a little bit of money. I think we might bump you up a little bit. I can't prove that, but it just seems to be the the way things are headed. Um, mm-hmm. But those are the yeah mm-hmm. the three segments, and they're very different businesses, self-service, drop-off, and pickup and delivery. So mm-hmm. you have to approach them differently. Right, you know, right. Different marketing, right. different, mm-hmm. different stuff. But use pictures. Always use pictures. Right, right. And, and try to not- try to be and not stock photos. Oh my gosh, use your own pictures. I I loathe stock photos, mm-hmm. but that's that's me. Yeah, no, it's very obvious when it when stock photos are being used, and uh, I think that's great advice. And and as yeah. you said, it's not it's not one size fits all. You've got three separate segments. Yeah. And uh, you need to look at it that way. No, that's great. Great advice. Professional uh, photographers aren't that mm-hmm. expensive. I mean, They're it's not, not going to cost you right. thousands of dollars. There's mm-hmm. the gal here in town who's done all my headshots for real estate. She's yeah. done my real estate photography. She also does business photography. A couple hundred bucks. I mean, go to our website, you know, laundrystationcast.com, click on the photos tab. They mm-hmm. did all those photos. I can't mm-hmm. do that with my iPhone 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they know what they're doing. They're very, very good. They're very polished. Right, right, and you know, and, and as you mentioned, that's a great cra- crossover between uh, real estate and uh, laundromats. It's like, again, yeah. you've got that photography. Photography is so important in any business and any yeah. kind of marketing. But yeah. uh, there you yeah. go. You had, the, you had those connections already, Sharon. As a as a woman entrepreneur uh, mm-hmm. in a business that it, it's changing, but is still a very male dominated industry. Uh, mm-hmm. What are some of the unique uh, challenges that that you've possibly run into over the years? Well, I'm. 
this isn't going to be very politically correct, but I haven't really had a whole lot. <laughs> okay. Um, I, so my degree is in a male-dominated field. I was 25 years in computers, male-dominated. My last 11 years were in an oil refinery. So okay. <laughs> um, IT in an oil refinery. It's then get more male-dominated than that. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe if you're engineering out in the field there. You know, I was raised to be, a, again, good, bad, or indifferent. I'm an only child. So I was, you know, dad's little helper, mom's mm-hmm. helper, kind of did it all. I was mm-hmm. raised to, you know, be self-sufficient, take care of yourself, do what needs to be done, you know, be mm-hmm. honest, pay your bills, stuff like that. So yeah. I, I had an advantage that I don't know if I don't know if that's normal or not, but I'm very strong and independent, which if anybody's ever met me, I mean, you can tell from this video probably, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not one to go, oh, oh you know, I, I need your permission to do something. This This blonde is chemical. I'm not a natural blonde. It's, I'm a brunette. This is just to cover the gray. So um, well, I personally, for me, I know other women have do run into to uh, roadblocks and people mm-hmm. putting them down. But I'm just like, get out of my way. You know, I'm mm-hmm. very going to bulldoze through you. So, right. Well, well, given that, what what advice would you give to other women, uh, maybe looking at getting into the laundromat business? So probably the same as I'd, I'd give a man. <laughs> I do think we do have a unique advantage. Most women are the ones that do the laundry in the family, right? Mm-hmm. Most laundromats are built by men. So if you're going to a laundromat, what do you want it to look like? You want it to be clean. You want it to be safe and you want it to be friendly. You don't want to have surly attendance. You want a tenant there. You want it to be nice. You want them to be helpful. If you're bringing your toddlers in with you, you want it to be clean enough. They could play on the floor if they want to, because they're gonna they're gonna pick up stuff off the floor. Mm-hmm. You want the tables to not be sticky. If you have tables, you want the chairs. You want things to be clean. You want to walk out of there with clean laundry. So, look at it from the customer's perspective. And my ideal customer is that woman who comes in and does the laundry for her family and hopefully her extended family every week or every other week. The, the mm-hmm. regular, regular customer. What do you want them to see? So mm-hmm. learn the business, learn business in general. If you don't already understand how businesses operate, we are a capitalist society. You know, you, people pay us money for services and then we give them the value for their money. Learn marketing, read, 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 read. Mm-hmm. Go into other laundromats. Take your load of towels, go in there and do a test load. What do you like about that laundromat? What makes you comfortable? What makes you uncomfortable? Just look at it from look at everything from a customer's perspective. Learn everything you can. Of course, join the CLA. There's a lot of materials that are helpful that the CLA has to offer. A lot of courses and books and stuff like that. Join laundromat groups. Ask us questions. And there's tons of Facebook groups out there. Laundromat. Some some I can do without. Others are really you know, um, active, you know, a lot of people are in, in all of them. Some people talk all the time on there because I got nothing else to do. And some of us don't quite have all that much time, but get on LinkedIn, link with other professionals, laundry professionals, um, get to know your local distributors, mm-hmm. learn what, what brands are there? What's a hard mount? What's a soft mount? No, you don't want top loaders. I'll just tell you that right now. Learn what are the different payment options are. Just learn, 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 learn. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's uh, those are great tips, great advice. 
other than the uh, the new store that you're in the process of building, any other uh, any other new projects or anything uh, that you could uh, divulge? Anything else coming down um, the, down the road? That's the immediate one. Okay. So, but we do hope um, in the next five years. It's kind of aggressive. We I, I, and I don't know if we'll be able to, to do it or not, but hopefully we would like in the next five years to have three more laundromats in the Wichita area. We'll okay. see. Mm-hmm. You know, own the real estate and build mm-hmm. them if it's a lease. I, mm-hmm. I really don't know of many. I, I know every laundromat in town, not many of them are leased. They most everybody, I mean, it's it's Kansas, land's cheap, right? It's not California or New York. So mm-hmm. most of them they own their own they're on their own property. And you know, if you're running them well, they're making money. So but okay. yeah, so there's not, I don't think there's gonna be a lot of opportunity to buy an existing one that is in a lease situation. So it's going to take mm-hmm. a lot of, lot of dollars. <laughs> so we got to get past this one though. Okay. We hope so, to have this one open the end of May, right. first part of, first part of June. So then we'll see. Okay. Let's get, let's yeah. get this one open in the summer and then possibly a few more as the laundry station uh, grows. Yeah. So, uh, very good. Well, again, as you, as we mentioned, it's, it's your, your 10 year celebration of being Ooh. in the industry. Any experiences or uh, rewarding uh, interactions that you've had or any, anything that you care to share that really stands out uh, over the 10 years uh, that you've been in the business? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's been a lot. I'm trying mm-hmm. to pick just one thing. Customer interactions, I mean, just mm-hmm. the relationships you build with your customers. I mean, I still try to go in and and hang out on a Sunday afternoon if I can and or, you know, just help go around, take the broom around, sweep. Hey, how's everything going? You know, I'm talking mm-hmm. to people. And yeah. when we hire new employees, I try to stress to them, you know, that, that interaction with customers. So for example, we don't have a vending machine. We have a convenience store refrigerator with a sliding door. You pick out your own snack and your own pop or water and you bring it to mm-hmm. the counter to pay. Right. And that I, number one, there's no parts to break on that. You know, I don't mm-hmm. have a vending machine. I'm fully attended. So but it promotes that customer interaction mm-hmm. with the attendants. We're not scary people. We're nice people. And, and they'll take better care of everything as well. So I promote that customer interaction. So I tell them when you're going out on the floor and you're sweeping, clean the machines off, whatever, interact with customers, ask them, how are they doing? Did everything come out okay for them? Is everything clean and dry like it's supposed to be? Things like that. So one thing that does stand mm-hmm. out to me was back in the early days when we first opened Steve and I were working every hour. I mean, we didn't have money for staff. So we brand new, brand new business, right? Put everything we had into that building and that business. Oh, is this going to work or not? So we're working every hour. I'd come in open, work all day. And then when he gets off work, he would come in and close. So I'm out on the floor and I'm sweeping and I smile and ask me, how's, how's everything going? How's your day going? Mm-hmm. And she had just had this because she just looked really sad. She said, I just found out I have cancer this morning. I was like, Oh, wow. I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. So I just put the broom down and sat down and talked to her for a little bit mm-hmm. and prayed mm-hmm. with her and prayed for her. So I, I tell my, I, I try to impart that story to new employees to let them know you mm-hmm. might be the only smile that person sees all day. You don't mm-hmm. know what's going on in their life. Mm-hmm. They might have a horrible home life. They might live alone. They might've just found out they had cancer that morning. Right. So right. be nice. It's a laundromat. It's, it's not the emergency room. Nobody's going to die. Because mm-hmm. something happened to the washer or the dryer or their white mm-hmm. T-shirt, 
Right. But they might have a lot going on in their life that you can be there for them. And that's part mm-hmm. of the customer service experience. Mm-hmm. So. And, that, and that, that's part of being a, a hub for the community as, as laundromats become more mm-hmm. and more uh, ingrained in the fabric of, of the communities they serve. So uh, yeah. that's, that's a great, that's a great um, yeah. point yeah. and an interesting it's, story. It's a mm-hmm. huge, you know, and, and then from a business perspective, that puts you head and shoulders above everybody else. But it's from customer service, but from a human mm-hmm. perspective, that's what's most important. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Great. Uh, great stuff. Uh, just a couple more, uh, Sharon, okay. because I know you're busy and I, I really appreciate your time today. I got to go pack. Um, <laughs> you're right. You have a cruise to go to. Heck yeah. yeah um, hey, what, what advice can you you give to someone who's considering getting into the business? And I guess I just asked this as far as women, probably the same advice, isn't it? Yeah, exactly the same. Learn as much, much as you yeah. possibly can okay. about it. I had never mm-hmm. used a laundromat when I bought my first laundromat. Never. Mm-hmm. Aside from mm-hmm. when I lived in a, a little, when I'm 19 years old, lived in a little trailer park and we didn't have a washer and dryer. And I had to go across the street to the little clubhouse and use their icky top loaders and their electric <laughs> dryers. And I swore <laughs> if I ever had my own washer, it would be clean because those were like, they were gross around the top. So that's part right. of what drives me to have clean machines. I think I'd never used a laundromat before, before I bought one. It's mm-hmm. crazy. So learn everything you possibly can. It'll also help you get that loan too. When you write your business plan for the loan, cause you know what right. you're talking about. Great point. Yeah. yeah. Last one, the future of the laundry business. How do you see it evolving? Where do you see it going? And yeah. uh, what, what, what part do you hope to play in it? I see the stigma of laundromats starting to melt away a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd like to see more, more owners, you know, that put, put their money back into their laundromat, you know, the new equipment, if you've got your six dryers and one of them's working, get some new dryers or, I mean, mm-hmm. those just need to be put down. They were so old, but replace your equipment. It doesn't have to be every five years or something like that, but keep it nice. That will help the industry continue to lose that stigma. I actually had a couple of things here as operators continue to improve the stores. If you, if you do have a, a well-run store, a clean, safe, friendly store that's well-run, that will help stave off. That, that gives you some security. It'll help you stave off any competition. If you're, if, if you are, I, I think the, the zombie mats, Brian Grell's zombie mats, as new store owners come in, this is there's a lot of interest, a lot of interest in this industry right now in mm-hmm. building laundromats. And if you've got a rundown store, then but a lot of business, you are right for competition to move in right next to you. So keep it looking clean, safe, friendly, mm-hmm. fresh, and you'll stave off any competition from coming in. How I see the future of the industry, I see the stigma of laundromats beginning to fade away, beginning to melt away a little bit as there's a lot of newer, bigger stores getting built across the United Mm -hmm. States. But as we continue to improve existing stores, put some newer equipment in, upgrade the payment systems, make more options other than quarters. Not everybody wants to, in post-pandemic, not everybody wants to touch a nasty quarter, Mm -hmm. right? Your contactless payments, things like that. As the industry continues to evolve to different payments, automation, there's just so many new technologies that are coming out 
mm-hmm. in, in laundry equipment. Where do I see myself fitting in? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I still go to all the, I try to go to all the industry meetups as many as possible. If it fits in our schedule, I'll still be going there. Um, still be talking to people and talking at people and ans- answering questions. Anybody's got any questions for me. I'll, I ask tons of questions of people. I'll talk, as you well know, Bob, for hours about laundry and the laundry business. It's hard to shut up sometimes. So I just, I just love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I just see it only getting better. It's, it's mm-hmm. like I said at the beginning, it's something that's a necessity. That's mm-hmm. why this business was deemed necessary during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying then, if you want to see a pandemic spread, you shut down the ability for people to get clean clothes. Mm-hmm. Then you'll have a pandemic. Absolutely. It's necess- It's a necessity. Mm-hmm. It happens. Laundry. Laundry happens. <laughs> it just does. <laughs> Perfect. That's probably a great place to uh, stop right there. Okay. Uh, Sharon, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. I know you're busy today. And uh, I, I always love chatting with you. I always learn something. And it's been a pleasure. Pleasure's mine, Bob. Thanks for, for having me on. And uh, mm-hmm. if anybody's got any questions, feel free to look me up and holler at me. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on our podcast today. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe to Planet Laundry at planetlaundry.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube.